Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you were joined by myself, Drew, my good mate, Phil, our good mate, Bianca. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's heard Jerusalem bells are ringing. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? <laughs> Look, Mr. Drew. We're good. Uh, Bianca liked that one. Look, Mr. Drew. Um, doing just fine and dandy. Very excited by the fact that this is our very special episode. In in number only, not in content, I guess. That'd be right. Forty nine. Yeah, we're getting there. Is that? Yeah, yep. it's it is one forty nine. <laughs> one forty nine. I think I've been. Yeah. I've been on the last ten shows. At Almost least. last fifth. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It feels like more than that, but yeah, it probably is that. We should actually have a look at that at how many you've been on. Now. Yeah, because I surely we've I crossed fifty episodes. I was with definitely you. in. Oh no, I haven't been in fifty episodes, but I was definitely in because I, I remember you guys talking about one thirties. So I've I've been in all the one thirties and now I'm at the end of the one forties. So I think I've been around for a couple of episodes now. Almost twenty. Mm. Wow. And twenty. Yeah. Excellent, Drew. What have we got on this very special edition? We've got a lot of celebrity deaths because it's been a week. <laughs> it's it actually has. been a very interesting week it uh, has been a with week. a lot of celebrity deaths. So that's at least one thing we've got to chat about. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the fact that I went to the cinema tonight now that they've reopened. Yes, And indeed. you can also hear me rant about Westfield at the same time. I saw your yes, tag and, so and I was fun. like, ooh, yeah. Drew's doing something exciting. That no one's done for a while. Um, yes. <laughs> of, of course, the audience, we do also have our sick Kent of our week and our what the quote to go as well. Of course. Um, and there was potentially something else, but I can't remember what else, but doesn't matter. We'll see. Yeah, I, yeah I've seen all lost track. We, I thought sure there was another thing. Anyway, on with the show. Celebrity deaths. Yes, look, we say it, we say it in such <sighs> a big kind of like, oh, cool topic. Man, it sucks. It sucks. Like it, it sucks. does suck. It really sucks, and it's been the most diverse group this yeah. week. I, I think it's that been, that would be a very good way to put but it. But it's been an enormous amount. Like I think on one of the days it was like three deaths announced in one day, and it was like, what? How? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, again, because it was so diverse, it was just like pinging all the corners of Twitter. And not yeah. just not just that though, but but just before you go, Drew, you know, what's what's crazy is that we saw in 2016 a kind of wave of, of celebrity deaths, which is very unfortunate, a mix of old and and um, young actors. But but mm. for the most part it was people that were getting on, people that we knew did have serious health issues going on. But this week has been a very kind of random, shocking, un Foreseen kind of situation. It's it's been a been a tough one. It really has. Um, I I mean, just again as as Bianca said, you know, the, the four corners of Twitter. But it but what it is is that each of these deaths has been at a different spot in the world. Really, mm. like. Like each of them has, they're they're all celebrity, but they're all celebrity in one way or another, and they cover so many different quadrants of it. 
Uh, I, I guess we should dive in with the with the first one, even though it was not technically ruled as one until last. Yes. Yep. It was. It yeah. was a missing persons so, case. Yeah, it was a missing persons case for a Glee star. Now I'm probably horribly mispronouncing her Naya name. Naya Rivera. Would you say Naya N- or Naya? Naya? It is yeah. Naya. Oh, good. I've been pronouncing it correctly the whole time. Good. Naya Rivera, who had gone missing at Lake Piru in California, and she'd gone out on a pontoon with her four-year-old son. Uh, the the boat trip was the boat rental was for I think three hours, and it hadn't been returned after about four. So they went out on the lake. Mm-hmm. to suss out what was going on. They found the pontoon and they found her four-year-old son asleep in the boat. And Naya was nowhere to be seen. So a manhunt began. They started looking everywhere until the light went out and then they resumed at first light the following morning. Uh, I, th- I think on the second day they they changed the search it, it went from a search and rescue to a mission. recovery mission yeah i think because yeah. by that point they gotten some information from her son who is very like it's a very sad story he they, was, he's four years old yes. um and i think at that point they realized there was no no hope kind of thing well he the son the son when when found had said mommy went went swimming or something well, he said yeah. he saw his and, mum go into the water he, and never come back, but he wasn't very specific about it. Um, but when when they spoke to him later, uh, they it, what what basically happened was um, she I don't I, she mustn't have dropped the anchor. I'm not quite sure why she hadn't. So they've they've clarified that that there was no dropped anchor that the boat was adrift and. Their suspicion is that based on the currents, the um, the boat had started to move. She had tried to get her son back to the boat, managed to get him in the boat, but could not get herself in there because the currents were pulling her too much. So she couldn't get herself back in. Yeah. So I, yeah, she, the boat must have drifted far because, yeah, you you can't fight the currents once you're tired, so she, she must have used all of her energy to get mm. back to the boat. Yeah. What a stressful, awful situation to be in, honestly. What a hor- horrible way to go. I, I would say that drowning is probably the worst, or, or, or tied worst way to go. Um, and for that to be what happened, especially with the fear beforehand of, of the currents and being pulled and out, and with her four-year-old son, like she back. had to get her four-year-old yeah, son uh, to the back yeah. to the boat, which is like horrifying because she was probably so worried about saving his life. It would uh, would have like this is a terrible thing to think about, but mm. it would have only occurred to her that mm. her life was in danger after she got him safe, and there would wouldn't have been enough time yeah. at that point. Like that's a horrifying and and, and under the circumstances. Well, yeah, and under the circumstances, there's the, the, the whole concept of being able to, you know, if you're on your own, you kind of know that, shit, I'm in trouble, you then just kind of, like, when you get too tired, you kind of just give up, and you float on your back and say, look, 
let the current take me and I'll deal with it when I get some energy back or something like that. But the, the, in the situation where you have a four-year-old son or a son that you want to get back to, there is no giving up. You cannot give up and be like, oh, that's fine. I'll just let myself get floated, like float away as far as I kind of go until I've got energy back. You can't do that. You need to get back no. to your child. Well, it's also funny. So just fought and fought it's it. also funny mm. that you say that because... As an Australian, I don't know if you guys did this. Did you guys ever have to go in primary school to the beach and learn how to swim? No, my, mm. my, my primary school doesn't have money for that kind of thing. No, we did We did swim and survive at the local pools because the beach was way too far for us. Oh, yeah, you guys we, would have been. We did swim and survive at school. So we... Yeah, being in the Blue We mountains. had to... Oh, we weren't a rich school, by the way. We were just a school that had um, a very, very big... Uh, funding to go swimming we had a very good swimming program because a lot of our a lot of our school money went into yep. athletics for swimming well well you see my school wasn't a yep. poor school either it's just that because it was a catholic school it had a lot <laughs> it had to a lot of the money that my school received had to go to hush money so we just didn't you know didn't have much budget for anything else. but no we we went to the beach and i think Learning how to swim in Australia, yep. you kind of learn immediately how to fight a current. Not fight a current, but how to swim a, with a current. You just let yourself go. Let yourself go, swim out, and then swim across. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah. So there is a there is mm -hmm. a tactic. If you swim diagonally, you can probably get around it. Mm -hmm. um, if you mm -hmm. can't, if you're not a swim enough, strong enough swimmer, um, mm -hmm. especially if you're with people, it's safest to let yourself float go out as far as you can because there is actually a point where the current will stop or it'll be very weak mm -hmm. and then you can make your way back but you can serve your energy yeah you swim you swim yeah you swim across because the, the waves come inwards from the outsides yeah and the current yeah. goes back out from the middle yeah but if if you can't yeah. even swim across if you're mm -hmm. not that strong of a swimmer what we were taught is the safest thing to do is relax float you will get to a point where the currents will be weak again because the currents only get stronger where the water is shallower. It can be stronger mm. out in the deep, but it will get weak again is basically the concept we learn. Mm. And then you can map your way. You can actually kind of see the currents and you can map your way back to get around them is what we were taught when we were in primary school. And I yeah. assumed everyone in the world knew this they don't yeah. um and no, i, I no. learned this when i went overseas and i was like we went we went swimming with a bunch of people who live in greece and they live on islands man but like they don't have as strongest currents as they do in australia like their currents are and they nothing. just had no idea yeah they had no idea they're like they there was a day on the beach where it was like really wavy which was like really weird for them and they were all like oh we won't swim today because there's too many waves and I was like, what do you mean? You just yeah. jump them and you jump under them. And they're like, oh, but what if the current takes, like, what if the current hits you? I'm like, oh, this is, don't you learn that this is how you fight a current? They're like, no, no idea. So she probably did not realize that she could have, even like with your son on the boat, once you get your son on the boat, she could have probably relaxed into the current. This is a terrible thing to say because she mm. has passed away. There, there would yeah. have been a way, but well, no, she would not have learned that because people just don't learn that. Well, well, not just that though, Bianca, but like to, to the point that I was making earlier, you know, the, the heightened fear of leaving your child on, on their own or the fear that your kid would jump back into the water after you or anything like that. Yeah. 
kind of takes away your safety net of if you're on your own, it's scary, but at least you can kind of be like, look, you know what, there's ways around this. Even if she knew exactly what to do, the fact that her son was there and she knew she had to get back to her son removed that that logic that I could just safely get myself back there eventually. So I think that's that's the other just devastating thing about the situation is just literally circumstantial. The things that would have saved her were not available to her. That Yeah, that's terrifying. May she rest in peace because mm. that's that was not an easy Absolutely. way to go. It's truly horrific. No. Now we'll we'll, we'll swing back round to her we because will, yes. she she definitely is then relevant to another topic that we we will discuss in yes, relation to. We will to, circle back to that. Yeah. Um. But Drew, our next um, person. God, it feels like a game show, doesn't it? Our next <laughs> contestant. Um. I can't, for the life of me, remember the exact order of things, but I do believe the next one is Benjamin Keogh. Was it Ben or was it Grant? I'm going to Google now. Grant was a couple of days ago. Grant was on Sunday. Yeah. And of course it's Thursday already, my goodness. He was the 12th of July. Yeah, yeah so he was yep, last week. Yeah. And Ben. <laughs> and then... I said, and Ben. Was... Oh. That was a poor oh, joke on everyone's behalf. Tasteless joke. Grant... Okay, so Benjamin, Benjamin Keogh was the 12th, Grant was the 13th. Okay. And... When was um Lisa... No... What's her name? Yeah. Is it Lisa? No. Who Who are you referring to? The fourth person? The John Travolta's wife. Kelly, Kelly Preston. Preston. Lisa Marie Preston is the other is the actual daughter. Lisa Marie Presley, Presley is Benjamin Keo's Benjamin yeah. Keo's mother. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So Benjamin Keo and Le- Kelly Preston both died on the twelfth. Mm-hmm. And Grant Imahara died on the thirteenth. Some, someone so... else died on the same day as Kelly. Uh, another that would have been Benjamin. No, Keogh, no, another it? female. I can't remember who. Oh, did did actually Naya Rivera die on the twelfth? Or did was she found on the twelfth? She was found on the 13th. Nope, there was someone else. I I don't remember who. Because I remember seeing it trending and it was like so many deaths and it was, everyone was freaking out. But, and, and I know it probably, this is not someone that anyone of you guys would know, but um, yeah, one of my favorite novelists, a Turkish novelist passed away who was like very famous and he's 90 and he, well, he was 90 and he passed away from a heart attack, but yeah, one of the Sorry, Turkish Pepper. novelists. His name is, and I can't pronounce it, and I'm Turkish, Adalet Ayaoğlu, Ayaoğlu, or something like that. But very famous, and that was trending on my one as well because I follow Turkish Twitter, obviously. But obviously, obviously. naturally. Um, okay, Drew, so, who, should we, who should we go with next then? Well, we'll dive into Benjamin Keogh. Yeah, since we're since we're here with it. Um, so 
Yeah, Benjamin Keough. Elvis Presley's grandson, I guess, if you want to link to the most famous yeah. famous of the Presleys. Yeah, so he's the son of Lisa Marie Presley and Danny Keough. Um, he was 27, which is just Our absolutely... Goodness. Yeah. Uh, after autopsy, his cause of death was listed as a shotgun wound, and his manner of death was, of course, listed suicide. as Suicide. Quite sadly, yeah. Um, He'd been very, very sad. I, yeah, it's um, it, it's sad to to read or hear that he'd been struggling with the pressure of bearing the the, the, the Presley family's kind of um, image and and, and the legacy. Legacy. He didn't have the name, I think, which was a a saving grace for him. But nonetheless, that's how he was tied to it all. And and yeah, uh, uh, huge pressure there. I mean. Mm. imagine that you know you think of all these worlds and these families where people do have to grow up in a situation like this um and just feeling the pressure of it i mean what an awful situation you know you feel like you couldn't escape it's also awful because i don't think Uh, elvis didn't seem like the kind of man who would want that pressure on his grandkids do you know what i mean like it's and he wasn't probably Mm. well he's obviously wasn't there to give that kind of support so i think there's another level of sadness of it where and elvis himself struggled with the fame he he hated it he it it is what had a huge impact on him and affected the later part of his career yeah well it was i think he was very much struggling with with being in and out of the spotlight there wasn't it wasn't consistent um he was getting criticism as well, and he's kind of his fans, which has kind of been there, weren't deserting him, but just weren't there so much anymore. Um, he he was struggling though. He was definitely Elvis was definitely struggling with it. Um, you know, he enjoyed what he was doing, but yeah, it wasn't so much about the fame. And he, I think, he was a bit disappointed by the fact that so much of his success was was vain rather than, or, or you know, not down to his actual his ability, which I think he wanted it to be about. And it was more about image and and all that sort of stuff um and yeah and and you know it's interesting i i i don't want to take too much away from ben but but um you know elvis definitely in many ways was the the cause of his death you know he was very very unhealthy and very very Mm. not depressing but tough tough life for him at the end there and it it ended badly for him and now the fact that ben's gone much more abruptly and and very sadly like yeah what a tough tough situation it's worrying because he mostly flew under the radar um his sister has Mm. has been far more in the spotlight and of course his mum with lisa marie presley's had an incredibly um prolific life in the public eye and Mm. you know between her marriages she was married to michael jackson yeah and what then an odd to couple that settle was. down, have the kids, and yeah, I don't, I don't see I how that could be a, a particularly genuine relationship. To be honest, the daughter of the king marrying the prince of pop. Yeah, that was it's almost like it was an arranged marriage through royal yeah. Yeah. music it's royalty. Always, that it's always felt like that. That to seems me. like a I'm going to get my agent to organize something. Wedding stuff. Yeah. Michael Michael needed to be married and she needed to be married to someone relevant. Yeah. 
it's always felt a little bit weird like that. But yeah, like this is this is a really tragic thing because um, it's it's been brought on by stress, by depression, and struggling with mental health, and it's really sad to see the effect that that's had here. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, as you said, Drew, you know, the fact that he was mostly living under the radar, but the fact that he was struggling with the, the, the image and, and what the family name represented, which again, fortunately he didn't have to have, but nonetheless, you can see just how much the depression or anxiety or mental health, um, in general that he was, was having to deal with the fact that something like that, the fact that there was this link to something um, yeah. that he felt he couldn't live up to or something like that was enough to take control of him. Yeah, that's awful. That is such a sad thing. Um, yeah. And but he was... Yes. I was just going to say, just disclaimer, because we are mentioning suicide a lot, the Lifeline Australia number, I think, is 13, 11, 14. For anyone who... Yeah, very relevant. ...feels anything... Because I, I think... I, it, I, I truly believe that probably also this coronavirus may have doubled that because of isolation. Because isolation mm. has... 100%. If you, yeah. Thing. And if yeah. anyone's feeling it's... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 13, 11, 14, but there's a whole bunch... It is. It is 13, 11, yes. 14. Looking up the... And, and if you're in another country, there is definitely a lifeline in your country. I just don't know the number. I'm very sorry. But yes. That's Google. okay. Yes, indeed. But, but yes. no... Ben Ben um, was tragically yeah. lost also too soon, um, and yeah. this time from yeah, it, it's it is such a troubling thing the fact that mental health can take such control of you and be so you know it is it I hate the fact that it is still not received enough globally in terms of being such a no. real thing. It is such a real thing, and I think that it was only mentioned very briefly at the start of, you know, the thought of what coronavirus could do and COVID-19 shutting down the world, no one took it particularly seriously or really gave much credence to the idea that, that um, or, or credibility to the idea that that um, this could cause troubles for people in isolation. So I think you're, you're absolutely yeah, spot on there. it could be so damaging. Absolutely. Yeah. But yes, Benjamin Keogh uh, was our other loss. Yep. Our um, next one is Kelly Preston, wife of John Travolta, and an accomplished actress in her own right, who had quietly been battling breast cancer for the last two years and had not wished to share it with the public. And they, they even held off a couple of days before saying anything but it was actually John Travolta put a post on Instagram to tell the world. But had they had they split up? No, they've been together twenty nine years. Despite his kind of homosexual tendencies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, despite everything. Would would the Scientology have um, is Scientology or Mormonism? Scientology. I'm not sure what the Scientology. Was. They're Scientologists. Would that have caused issues with her having treatment, seeing as they do not believe in blood transfusions or anything of that? Degree? I don't think Scientology is that inclined, that way inclined. I think you are thinking of Mormons. 
I'm not quite. I don't okay, think. Yeah. Well, I remember there was someone. There was someone like that who. Oh, was, it's not. It's not Mormons. I feel like it was Travolta. It's not Mormons. It's Latter Day Saints or Jehovah's Witness. One of the two. I don't. I, I don't yeah. think Scientology has a problem with medical intervention. Um, because one, I've seen some of their more prominent people have plastic surgery. No, but hang on. Didn't didn't Travolta's son not have access to? Yeah, there was some some weird thing about Jet. Yeah, and he couldn't have like blood transfusions because of their religion. Really? I. There was something. Something was up about. Yeah, he Jet. died. He died. At sixteen in January of two thousand nine, because yeah, they didn't let him have blood transfusions or something. Huh. I. So that's why I question whether or not this would have had no, an issue with it, it's for her. Not, it's not um, blood transfusions. I had to look it up, but then no, they don't believe in medical drugs. They do use prescribed medical okay. drugs when physically ill. And also rely on the treatment of medical doctors, but Scientologists will not take street or mind-altering psychotropic drugs. They consider drugs especially damaging on a person physically, mentally, and spiritually. So, yeah. Well, what's chemotherapy? I think they they might not have let them him take, which could have been an influence to his death. That well. I'm talking about the um, John Travolta's son. If he'd had yeah, an issue, if he'd had mental issues, as well as I think I'm pretty sure Jet also had some mental issues, they wouldn't have let him take those right. kinds of drugs or let him go to a therapist because Scientologists I know don't believe in therapists. Um, because I know mm-hmm. if Nicole Kidman's parents are both therapists, and they hated that about Nicole Kidman. Um, they used to call Nicole Kidman's dad the enemy kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they can have blood transfusions and they just can't have psychotropic drugs or drugs that help depression or anxiety and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so Kelly Preston then, that's awful. I mean, cause I hadn't, I, I hadn't heard about it, I guess we hadn't the world hadn't really heard about it either no yeah it, they 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 but that's fair because i think i think celebrities share so much of their lives i think it's okay when they have cancer and don't say anything like that's fair well yeah yeah no no i, I completely agree i mean if you look at look at say for example um michael schumacher um the f1 driver who had has had serious head injuries um, caused by a skiing accident in 2013 and we've heard about one official statement in the entire time of that happening. It's not for us to know about because it's their people too, they deserve their privacy as well. Um, so I, to- I totally respect that that um, decision of theirs to keep it kind of on the down low and keep it among family, amongst family or family and friends. Yeah, it's not for anyone else to know about, it's not anyone else's business and I think people are more than welcome to, to have their privacy despite how in the you know in the spotlight some people are i think that everyone is entitled to that so um yeah i don't have a problem at all with with this situation um i just think it's awful that that she was lost and that you know 
I hope that she's remembered properly and, and gets kind of a, a... The public remembers her properly. It's also quite tragic. I just read some. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it's also hmm. quite tra- tragic for Travolta because he has now lost his son and his wife. He has. Um, I just read something rather interesting. In 1977, Travolta's girlfriend at the time died of breast cancer as well. He'd feel like he's being haunted by this thing. Oh, wow. That would be horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, like, that... What a tough situation. That must be a tough situation to go to, which also makes me realise why John Travolta is so dedicated to Scientology, because at the end of the day, it's a group that would support him. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's a support group. Um, It is people being together. It is people in many ways like-minded in the sense that they're all kind of caught up in this this industry of, of show business um well it's how it's how tom cruise got roped in because he believes that scientology cured his dyslexia that's not well that's just that's just ludicrous dyslexia you can also age out of your dyslexia does get can get better as you get older there's a lot of adults who were dyslexic as children <laughs> But anyway, yeah. but Sorry. anyway, yeah, I get the That's point. That's just that, me. No, 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 I, yeah, no, made I'm with you, Bianca, but I, but no, no, but I, you know, made up ones like Scientology, for example, where it is literally as batshit crazy as a, a man science fiction writer it. suddenly writing a religion and everyone going, oh, that's a good idea. But no, I, I do get that, the fact that yeah, it is kind of a that sense is literally of the story. <laughs> no, I know that's the story, and I get it. But, it's but, like that, but you know, I, I get the idea that it's like if Stephen King turned around tomorrow and just like said, "Yep, founded a church," and everyone was just like, "Yeah, okay, we're gonna <laughs> bow down to the," because I think in Stephen King's novels, like there's a turtle that runs the universe, or am I thinking of Terry Pratchett? Mm. Anyway, one of them. Yeah. It's like. Why would you do that? Uh, He's literally a sci-fi novelist. Look, it's in his title, and you're going to follow exactly. his religion? Look, I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it is like-minded people in terms of their position in the world and the role they hold in the world. Um, and that tax-free bracket. It's a little bracket. bit like um, tax-free bracket. It's also that idea of, um, a bit like Hillsong, where it's this, again, like-minded kind of quite outgoing theatrical people that are also spiritual um, who are into song and dance and a sense of community like that get on board with it and they just run with it like that. I, look, I, I get it. I don't believe it, but I get it. Um, Scientology, I believe, less so, but again, I get it. It's a bunch of rich people and famous people that kind of want to have somewhere where there's almost a sanctuary. They might get it from here. It also seems to be a quite a toxic environment anyway, but nonetheless, they get what they need to get from it and that's, that's fine. Um, so I hope for the sake of... Um, John and his remaining children that he's able to get support mm. from the group and uh, yeah we're sad and sorry to see that Kelly's left the earth but he's now mm. on a spaceship on the way to join L. Ron Hubbard somewhere <laughs> Drew our next we're not, we're not meant to be laughing Oops. no I know it's horrible, okay. it's, horrible it's sad for Kelly it's sad for Kelly but it is sad. Because it is sad. I think that it's sad in many ways that she wasted her life to a... Not wasted her life to a... But, but she lost a lot of her life to... 
A cult. Um, Just call it as a it cult, is. I have, in many, I have, I have many- enjoyed all the celebrities posting up their, um, their condolences and talking about how she's looking down on us from heaven. And that's not what they believe in. It's not at all. No. But anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, Grant Imahara. Who this one we... hit me the most. Yeah. This was right in the childhood. Yeah. yeah right in the that... childhood. It was devastating. It was incredibly so... sudden. And it was... I didn't believe it at first. I didn't get what it, what I was reading about at first. I yeah, did something similar. Like I, I, was, I, was like, really? I was on my phone and I was like flicking through trending. And I saw it. And I was like, no. And then I, it, but, and it didn't click to me what it, like, it didn't click to me that it was real. Mm. I was just like, no, that didn't happen. And I kept scrolling. And then I came back to it later and I was like, oh my God, wait, what? And I was like, oh, no, I, 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 I don't often gasp. I fully gasped mm. when I read that. I was just like, <gasps> and yeah, it was, that was hard. Yeah. I had a friend send it to me in a group chat and I just went, what? No, I thought, I thought they just read something wrong or read a, a silly fake post. Well, I was, I was on, I was just scrolling through Facebook and I was reading, um, Adam Savage's, uh, a post about him. And I was just thinking like, oh, this is like, oh, interesting. Oh. Look at this. We're getting a more behind the scenes kind of look and just seeing like a little bit of background mm. information. And then it said, um, he'll be, he'll be missed or something like that. And I was like. No, Where'd no, he no. go? No, no, no. This no can't one. be. And I looked into it and I was like, oh my God. 49 years old. Um, a brain aneurysm. That's just... Sudden. Uh, he's he's um, very like good that. friends with Michael Rosenbaum, who was Lex... Hmm. Well, that's how he got the job, wasn't it? No, no, no. no. He's been... No, sorry. That was been... not... That was... Um, the uh, That was Tori Bellici. Yeah, maybe. But um, I don't know the story but uh, no i was gonna say he's very good friends with michael rosenbaum and um it was his birthday michael's birthday a couple of days before and he's like he tweeted out he's like this is the craziest thing ever like i I spoke to you two days ago you wished me happy birthday and now you're gone because it was that sudden no one expected it no one thing it was a brain aneurysm one minute he was there the next minute he's gone and that's just terrifying and he was i think to speak of the good stuff my entire childhood was going Mm. home and you know after school when i was a bit older especially when i was a teenager i used to watch the mythbusters marathons i absolutely loved mythbusters marathons i've watched the white rabbit project um on netflix a few times because i just enjoy it um, mm-hmm. and I think like the entire Mythbusters thing was just such a big part of me being a kid. And I think back in high school, you and I, Phil, we used to talk about Mythbusters too. Oh, Mythbusters is terrific though. I mean, it was such an interesting thing. It was a bunch of adults having a great time, blowing things up, challenging myths. Yeah, it was and, a fantastic concept us, in the show. Like I learned a lot of legitimate science watching that yeah. and it was... And I, I was reading some of the posts people were dedicating to Grant where they're all talking about, like, how watching him, even as adults, like, these are people who are in their 50s now, and so would have been in their 30s back mm. then, would, 
like mm. it was fascinating and they were engaging and he was just such a lovely person and yeah that was that was rough i mean if you think about him his 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 work um working on star wars or lucas films um uh thx we all know thx obviously and uh and then there's industrial light um or the light and magic divisions of thx and then also the fact that he worked on star trek as well i think did he not drew I know he did Star Wars. I feel I'm like not he worked sure with, about Star Trek. I feel like he did something on Star Trek. Um, actually, I've got a list here of things that he's worked on. Um, yeah. He worked on the um, Star Wars prequels, um, yep. The Matrix Reloaded, The Matrix Revolutions, Galaxy Quest, Triple um, X, State of the Union, Van Helsing. Uh, he did. He did some acting for Star Trek. I see. Yeah, he also did some work with The Lost World, Jurassic Park, AI. Yep. Um, Terminator that 3, Rise of the Machines as well. That was all with his time with ILM as well. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but, but obviously for me, um, and then a lot of us, his time yeah. on Mythbusters is absolutely how we know him. And to me, he was always kind of like the level-headed one. Um, yeah, Tori was... I, I yeah. Al- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other two are a little bit more kind of, um, not childish, but just a little bit more kind of outlandish. And then there was Jamie and Adam as well um, doing their things. But Grant, mm. Grant I always like explained he... the science better than anyone else, I thought. Like, yeah. I just enjoyed... I found he was the level yeah. head. He was, he was the kind of, the not the brains of the operation, operation, but in many ways, the brains of the operation. Who, who was the who, who was the Grant... dude with the beard, the other guy? Not Adam. Jamie. Yeah. No, 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 not not those two. Out of the three, out of Tory Grant and the other bloke, the other bloke. So not. Um. Oh, what's his name? I'm looking it up because I can't remember his name. To be honest, no, I. The guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that he replaced Scotty. The new bloke. No, he replaced Scotty. He replaced Scotty, yeah. but he was working alongside. Um, it was. It was Carrie and, and Tori. Oh, Carrie and yeah, Tori. Carrie and Tori. Oh, that's right. The dude's name's Tori. Yeah. Um, Tori. Yeah, I was trying to think. Because yeah. Tori, Tori I, I got was, him the job. Tori was, got him the job on there to replace I Scotty. always forget that the chick's I was name. so Tori lost, though, with I, thought, the, always, I was sitting there thinking, the other guy. I always forget that the chick's name is Carrie, not Tori. I always think that her name is Tori. <laughs> and then I try and remember. I've done this before. Yeah. And I, as I was saying, I was like, there is. I'm doing this again, aren't I? Um, no, Tori... But yeah, I had to look it up. Tori yeah. was always the one that, like, to me, blew things up. And was just thing. Yep. And Carrie was always the one who tried to, like, calm them down and reel them back in. And then Grant would just come up mm. with the facts. And I was like, yeah, I like Grant. But what yeah. I liked about... Yeah. No, go, Drew. I, I was just going to say, Grant always reminded me, in personality and, and presentation, reminded me a lot of Adam in that he got so excited by the science of it all mm. and just well, wanted they, to share the behind the scenes of the tech. Well, they've worked in other other things together. They worked on on Terminator 3 together, Rise of the Machines, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but but no, I, what I always appreciated was the fact that, yeah, so Tori would be the one that seemed a little bit more kind of excited by it. I'm just going to blow um, shit up. Carrie that was his, to, to his it back. Yeah, but then but then mm. there was Grant that would be there, and it felt almost like Carrie would expect Grant to be on her side, but Grant would be like, 
sure, I can knock this up, no problem. I'll just go and build it now. <laughs> and I'll just go off and, and, and organize it. And yeah, I think yeah. It, was, it was wonderful. Um, yeah, it's tragic. I mean, all of the deaths that we've now faced this week have all been... Death is always a sudden thing, but in some cases it's almost more... It is more expected. So again, in the case of Kelly, we... It was an expected thing. It was a shock to us in the world, but it was a shock. It wasn't a shock to the kind of inner circle. No, but they, but, they had some form of awareness. Yeah, but the other three, what a shock! I mean, for yeah, for, I I did find out the last death I just, that yeah. I was like I was trying to figure out, and it really did hit every corner of Twitter. Uh, a very famous YouTuber who I I don't follow YouTubers, but a very famous YouTuber passed away. Um, with her unborn baby, she was eight months pregnant, and oh my goodness, uh, she you know had a massive heart attack, and that was it. So, I I think one of the more shocking things about all the deaths this week is that no one's passed gently into the night. Um, they've all been quite no sudden and not a bit. Yeah, too Morbid soon. And t- yeah, too soon. Mm. Yeah. I also think Naya's death was very impactful as well because she was found on the seventh anniversary from the date that Cory Monteith passed away. And now this is what we were talking about where we said we'd circle back. Um, yeah. Yeah, do you guys, I, you guys probably know more about it, maybe Drew more than Bianca even, I don't know. Um, the, the Glee Curse. Tell me about it, because I really don't know much about it. They first ever talked about it, there being a Glee Curse, when Corey died. Because mm. it seemed that things weren't going well for people that were part of the show after they left the show. With the exception of the three creators, who've all gone mm. on to continued success. Um, most, um most acutely with American Horror Story. That was their their big thing after Glee. And then Corey died, and then five years later, Mark Salling killed himself as well. He killed himself for reasons. There... He did, he did. Like, as, as terrible as suicide is, and I'm not saying... You know, he should have, but his reasons were yeah. because of a very terrible self-inflicted... Basically, he got done in for um, having a lot of child porn yeah. um, and was about to be thrown into jail. And it was yeah. the night before his sentencing hearing. Like, he'd been, he'd been at this point... It was about six weeks after he'd... Um, he the guilty plea was formalized. Yeah. He, he made a guilty plea and I think he made the statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he just never served his sentence. And I think, I think he sentenced himself. I think, and from what I hear about him, because none of the cast knew, well, Naya Rivera said that she had suspected. Yeah. And something she, well, she, she dated him for three years. Yeah, and she trashed him a lot in the novel, but the novel came out after everything happened. Mm. So you don't really know. Um, 
if she just said it because she said it or if yeah. it was real or not. Yeah. Um, but she, but no, he, from what everyone else in the show said about him, which is like Jane Lynch, uh, Iqbal, I can't say his last name or remember it actually, but the guy who played Prince of the Principal. Um, yeah. They were all like, we didn't see it coming and we, we didn't see anything like that in him. And he was always just this very lovely guy who really loved the show and really loved everyone on the show. They're like, we never saw any violent side to him. We never saw anything this. So it was a very hard thing for them to rationalize. Mm. Yeah. But um, I think it was, again, the principal, Iqbal something. I can't say his, remember his last name. I think he was the one who said he thought that Mark Salling killed himself out of guilt. Not just out of fear of sentencing, but it was just like he realized what he was done was terrible. Well, I'm sure there was, was an element of, of shame in there as well. You know, being ashamed of yeah. what he had done and what he had. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's the first kind of element to the the curse. Yeah. Um, well, the first... Yeah. yeah. So, Corey Monteith had um, died of an alcohol and heroin overdose, then Mark Salling, five years later, and then two years after that, Naya Rivera, who her death has been... Mm. um, Her cause of death has been called as accidental drowning, and her date of death was July 8th. However, her body Mm. was found on July 13th, which is seven years to the day of Corey Monteith's death. That's just crazy, though. Yeah. What are the chances of that? Yeah, that's pretty. And again, it's 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 the curse. It is the, there's a curse, and and look, it's... we we say it in. Well, there. Mm. I was going to say there there is the curse does not just extend to the fact. The theory of the curse is that it does not just extend to the fact that of deaths, it's also a lot of career deaths um, and like terrible things that just happened to this cast, yeah. which, yeah, is a horrible thing to think and a horrible thing to say, but mm. it's just a lot of weird things surrounding them. Yeah, look, whether it's it has anything like, to do with the fact that the show was of such low quality or not, we don't know, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> have you ever watched an episode yes did you yes really yes i could never imagine you watching. well it's episode, because it was so what bad episode that I did you off. watch oh it was one of the early ones all i remember is just sitting there going oh my god i'm not tuning in next week back when it was on channel 10 oh good old channel and then i just decided oh, like- no thanks never again i will not put myself through this because i don't think i i deserve this but, like, there's the fact that, like, even Naya Rivera didn't have a very good career after Glee. Like, yeah. no one really hired her for much for anything. No. Same with um, Diana Agron, who was Quinn for Brave. Mm-hmm. And she's struggled. I, she struggled a lot. She's a bloody she's good actress a, as well. I think she's doing photography now. Jeez. <laughs> Last I checked. I really like her. Um, and the first thing I saw her in was not even Glee. I saw her in I Am Number Four. And I thought she was wonderful in that. 
I think the season two, the what the season where she's missing from a lot of the season, she was filming that. Yeah. Um, Artie Abrams, who is played by Kevin McHale. Oh yeah, um, he's had a hard time. I mean, it, his career wasn't going anywhere to begin with. He was in a boy band when he was in it. He was a teenager, and yeah. then he got Glee from there. And he he kind of got then, Glee as the boy band was dying. So dying. Yeah. That came yeah, along at a good then, time for him. Yeah, and then but after that, I think now he's kind of getting a career again. But he also went on America's Got Talent, so mm. I don't know how. It's like you've been a part of this phenomenon of a show, and he was in all six seasons or whatever, and then he went on America's Got Talent. And it's like, ooh, maybe you need help there, love. What was he? What was he on America's um, Got Talent as? As a contestant or a judge? Contestant. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, like it was a bit weird. I I don't know the full details of it. I mean, you know you're you're struggling if you're sitting there alongside Howie Mandel, but but the fact that... um, (laughs) But the fact that he's not sitting next to him, he's across from him as a contestant, ooh. Ooh. Being judged by him. Yeah. Like... yeah. Um, Jenna Ashkowitz, who was Tina Cohen Chang, never heard of again. Uh, Cord Overstreet, again. Oh no, Cord Overstreet's been in a couple of indie movies. But he's been going nothing okay. big. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's been chugging along. Um, he gigs a lot. He's all right. Darren Chris, who was not an original, but by far the breakout. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's going all right. Same with Grant Gustin, who is now The Flash. Yep. Chris Colfer's been um, doing really well with his um, career as an author. Well, Chris Colfer decided that he didn't want to be an actor anymore because of the terrible experience he had on set of Glee. Yeah. Um, which I think had a lot to do with Lee and Michelle being an absolute bitch mm-hmm. to everyone. Well, that's Ooh. now come out recently on Twitter in Twitter arguments that she's kind of gone out in support of Black Lives Matter, to which some black actors have come out and slammed her and said, well, you treated me like garbage on the set of Glee. So how really in favor are you? Her specific sentence was, and it was, I, I don't, I think a lot of people have come out and even like Amber Riley's come out saying, I don't think she's actually racist. I think she's just ignorant and uses, uses threats that are racist, but mm. they're not, she, they're not, it's not out of racism. It's just like, they're racially connotated. I don't know. She Amber Riley explained it quite well in one of her interviews, mm. but she's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. But no, um, Leah Michelle quite literally said to one of the black actresses, uh, "If you don't, yeah, uh, she, you know, if you if you don't go now, I'm gonna shit in your wig or something." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which yeah is really just a gross thing to say. Um. And she then since deleted her support of Black Lives Matter and all that because no one wants her on board. Well, she was dropped by um, her sponsorship with HelloFresh. They dropped her. Yeah. Rightly so. Yeah. Um, Matthew Morrison hasn't really done anything since. He's just doing his music career and stage. Is he? I know he was in Grey's Anatomy and he played the abusive ex. Yeah. And I know he was also in Younger and he played the goat fucker. He played one of the boyfriends who had sex with goat. 
But yeah, um, most mostly he's been on stage still. Just he's just gone back to stage acting and releasing albums quietly. Oh, I didn't know that. I know he. I know he holds a very a yearly. Um, is it the Oscars party that he holds or the Golden Globes party? One of them. He holds after one of the one parties of them, every year. Yeah, he hold, he holds one of the after parties, and it's a big deal, like yeah. to get invited to that. Yeah, I know that. Um. Jane Lynch, Jamer of course, Mays. has been the same. Jamie Mays has had, had it all right. Oh, she's been in quite a few failed pilots and failed seasons. Yeah. yeah but... Same with Jane Lynch, though. Jane Lynch hasn't been able to get anything off. She, I think she did, like, a game show recently, but she's also got a very steady stream of voice acting roles, and they're she also, always has. They're also both character actors, so it, breaking the character actor mold is very hard anyway. Jamie Mays, I, the biggest thing I can recall is that she acted opposite Neil Patrick Harris in the two Smurfs movies. She played his other half on him. Oh, yeah. And Jane Lynch, Jane Lynch was doing bit character roles long before Glee, the most prolific of which was playing Charlie's therapist on Two and a Half Men. She also was in Yeah, but she Virgin. had that role for a while. Yeah, yeah of Jane course, Lynch has had a Virgin. long career, so that wasn't really yeah. to be expected, but. Yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah. I, I do like Jane Lynch, though. I think she's. Ah, uh, Glee. Mm. So there is definitely a curse, I think it is clear to say, and uh, yep. hopefully the the last yes the last big one sorry was Melissa Benoist who was married to Blake Jenner and they were both on Glee yeah um and Blake Jenner turned out to be a bit of an abusive asshole um they were married and he beat her up and gaslighted her and. Punched her a few times. He punched her in the face so hard that um, she's actually semi-blind out of that eye. She's got permanent eye damage in that eye. Um, uh, what and... what sort of criminal um, jail time did, or what sort of jail time has um, he got? Nothing because she's never pressed charges. Oh, um, I know. She just. I think it might also have something to do with the family that he's part of. No, he's not a part of that family. I know what you're thinking. It's just coincidence. Oh, okay. It's just a very big coincidence that he has the surname of a family mem- family who have gotten away with murder. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I just... Okay, literally. my mistake. Well, must run in the last name then, or at least the ties to that last name. You know, just some sort of coincidence with that last name. Strange. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I thought that too. I was like, that's weird. But then I realized, no, they're not actually related. Um, yeah, no, but he... Melissa Benoist has never publicly confirmed that it was Blake Jenner. Um, But what had happened was um, when she came out and she did like a video saying, I am a survivor of domestic abuse and all that. And she was explaining some of the stories and she explained the story of her eye and said it was to the point where I used to, you know, think it was cute when he was trying to comfort me after he'd punched me in the eye and he was sitting there next to her at the hospital saying, you know, you look quite cute with the bruised eye. You look like squirt from finding Nemo. And she explained this. And then at the time she was married, she went on Jimmy Fallon and she had a bruised eye 
and she explained that she tripped over a pot, like a pot plant, and hit her face on a brick or something, and that's how she got the injury. And she said during the interview, she's like, yeah, my, my husband Blake thinks I look like Squirt. And that's when people connected the dots. I think that... I hate the fact that we live in a world where women are... Well, and men in, in situations are manipulated to the point where they feel like they need to defend someone who... Not defend, but, but not absolutely throw the book at whoever has has injured them or abused them. Yes. Yeah, that's I find that sad. I don't like that I, I appreciate the fact that she's come out and spoken about it, about how this this happened to her. I don't like the fact that she hasn't gone ahead and made him suffer for what he did. It's um, very hard to to do that though yeah yeah no 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 absolutely absolutely but that's what I, that's my I, point I is i'm saying that i'm disappointed that we live in a society where that's that's the, the case yeah. so i think that's such an awful thing i think thing. it's even sadder because she quite literally plays supergirl mm. and she's in a power a, a position of power and privilege that it should be easy for her to do yeah like I think but it's, the fact of the matter is that it's not easy to do at all, and it, yeah, I think that that's tragic. Her whole situation highlights that. Yeah, I think it's awful, an awful situation. I mean, uh, look, I mean, that is not me saying that. I think that if you have, if there are injuries, that therefore you should not get a fair trial. I'm not saying that at all. Um, or if someone has injuries and you are up for or being charged for it, I, I still think you deserve a fair trial, no doubt. But, but yeah, I'm of the opinion that you deserve to have the book thrown at you if you are, are guilty. Um, gee, how do we segue away from that and get to our, our sick head of I the think, week? I, th- the I think we just draw the line. Sure, line drawn. Drew, yeah. would you like to take us to our quote from last week? Are we doing that before our sick end? Yeah, why not? Why not? Okay. Well, for those of you that were listening in, um, I, I, I didn't get any responses, did you? No, I did not. No. Well, for those of you that were too shy to respond, our quote last week was... I'm trying to remember the exact wording of it. Of but course. John. But John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. And that is, of course, the incomparable Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm in the Steven Spielberg blockbuster smash hit Jurassic Park. Boom. Well done. If you got that on your own, you don't get any credit because you didn't message us and let us know that you knew it. Bianca, be you could have you could have had you could have had all that credit. And you could have had all that credit from us. <laughs> could have. Could have. But you don't. Bianca, though, Bianca has this week's. <laughs> What the quote? So please, Bianca, if you're ready, take it away. There is no crying in baseball! There we go. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, if you know that quote, make sure you reach out to mm. us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, whatever podcast director you use to listen to, let us know. Or carry a pigeon or anything to that. If you know us, text us. What? 
If you know us, text us. Exactly. Yes, yes that is... That if is, you know us, text us. <laughs> exactly. That is the quote from this week. But now that brings us on to our Sick Kent of the Week. Now this week's one is an inanimate object. So we are moving away from... that. We had a whole episode dedicated to those that we've lost. Um, I guess to save us from having to, to pick from those that we've lost as a Sick Kent of the Week. Yes, no, this week's Sick Kent of the Week, though is a uh, a phenomenon a phenomenon in the form of a comet that is right now that is because over the northern hemisphere of late um, and in fact kind of hitting its peak in the next couple of weeks um, we have comet neowise yes so uh, neowise is um, it became visible in early June and is now over Europe um, and the Northern Hemisphere. Luckily for me, I can see it. I enjoy looking up at it most nights. And uh, yeah, it, it's um, a marvel and it is the first most visible comet for a long time, I think, or something like that. But um, yeah, fortunately that it's it's out there. Is it only visible in the north? Sorry, I missed that part. Yeah. It's breaking yeah, up a bit. Yeah, but uh, at least hemisphere. I can see it. So. Yeah, oh, but I don't. That's sad. So, I know we that. miss it. It is what it is. I'm sorry, but uh, oh well. Yes, that is our sick Kent. You're not sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, that is our sick Kent of the week. Anyways, well, enjoy it while you can, because soon enough you'll be back south with us. Yes, that is true. I will be. Um, but I'm sure the universe will have some marvels for us to enjoy in the southern hemisphere as well, Mister Drew. I I would like to leave everyone with this final thought that investing.com says that one of the items that you should absolutely buy from Costco is a casket because they are so well priced for good quality that it is absolutely a solid investment that you should make from that store. That is such a depressing last note after all of this depressing stuff. <laughs> that was I was I I was sitting here thinking you're going to try and say something to cheer everyone up after that very depressing episode, but no, you went the complete opposite way. I went the Just complete like, opposite way. Mortality. It's page Rem- remind Remind everyone of their mortality, the fact that they're going to die one day and the fact that their funeral is going to bankrupt the rest of their family. But not if That's you go to Costco. To go. Not if you go to Costco. Not if you go to Costco. This is not sponsored. <laughs> Where the average casket <laughs> price is between 899 and 1799 US dollars, as opposed to the average outside of Costco, which is between two to $5,000. My mom's family is Muslim. I have the option that if my family are that poor, we can just get buried there. And you don't get buried in a casket if you're Muslim. They just throw you in the ground with some sheets. It's great. <laughs> I'm pretty happy if I get and, cremated, to be honest. And the sheets are free. The sheets are given to you by the mosque, so there you go. Right. Well, isn't that convenient? Anyway, Drew, how do we end the podcast on that note? Not with a bang, but with a yep. <laughs> <laughs>